body. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? It is Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Jason Wright Show. Best Friday ever. Okay, so this was not the best Friday ever for me, but it wasn't bad. Surprisingly, it was not bad because here's what I had to do this morning. I had to go and get my driver's license renewed. And let me tell you a little bit of uh, backstory about me having to actually go in to get my driver's license renewed. So when I was in college, one of the ways I put myself through school was driving a truck delivering for a plumbing supply company, More Supply, Nacogdoches, Texas. And I had to get a Class C CDL. So don't get too excited. I didn't get to drive a big 18-wheeler. I drove at what is known as a bobtail. That's the box truck that you see going down the road. Well, I had, I had one of those licenses, and I worked really hard and was proud of it. Now, here's, here's what I always kept in the back of my mind. I'm going to keep that license renewed for as long as I can, basically forever, because you just never know. Uh, you never know what's going to happen, and I may need that license, and I don't want to have to go through the education portion again. I don't have to do the driving test again, so I'm going to keep it alive. Problem was, as I got older, I found out that you actually had to go in person to renew a Class C CDL every year. And I guess I should look into that. I don't know why. That makes no sense. The regular driver does not have to go in every year. You can renew online. But for a commercial driver's license, you have to go in. I, get, I don't know if that's still the case or not, but either way, well, I finally, because this was such a hassle, because I, like most of you, would rather jam a rusty spoon in my eyeball than I had go out to the DPS office and renew my driver's license. So a few years back, a few renewals ago, I decided, you know what, fine, I'm going to give up my CDL just so I can renew online. Well, then I get this deal in the mail for the renewal this year that says, you have to go in. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And you got to understand something. Even though I'm constantly talking stoicism, controlling your mind, my favorite Zeno quote, he who conquers his mind conquers the world. Well, let me tell you something. That world blows up and goes on fire whenever I have to do things like go to the DPS to get my driver's license renewed. I don't like doing it. I don't like being there. And here's the deal. It's kind of like going through security at an airport. I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. Those of you who are psychologists and counselors and people out there that might be able to evaluate that, let me know what's going on there. If I'm going through security, it's the same thing whenever I return something at a store. I always feel like I'm trying to get away with something, like I'm really not supposed to be here. And the thing is, I'm an Uber rule follower. I don't color outside the lines. So anyway, I don't know what that's about. But either way, so I go into these situations so full of angst and anxiety I get out there and I even brought a fanny pack I rocked my fanny pack to make sure I had my old driver's license proof of insurance you have to have and you know go ahead here I'm going to help you out if you happen to be in Texas if you're in another state or somewhere else I don't know what your rules are but if you're if you have to go 
to renew your driver's license in the state of Texas. Let me tell you a few things that you need to do up front. This will be some helpful tips on this best Friday ever. One, make an appointment. You can go online and make your appointment, okay? So that's first. Second, when you go, you need to take either a passport that is up to date, your expired or soon-to-expire driver's license, $33, and they will accept cash or debit card. I don't. She didn't give me an, op, an option for checks, so don't just be old school and take a checkbook because they may not take it. And then you're going to go in and fill out, and you're going to enter in, and they're going to ask you right away, do you have a uh, an active or an updated passport or birth certificate? And you say yes. You go and you check in at a kiosk, and then you sit and wait. And whenever you're sitting there waiting, it's just to me, I'm like, I'm going to get up there, and they're going to say, nope, this is not the passport we needed. We needed this special passport. But anyway, I get through it. But here's the thing, folks, I've gotten older. That eye chart kicked my arse. Now, I made it through it, but I'm pretty sure that's the last time I will ever be able to get my driver's license renewed without wearing my glasses that I generally only wear at night to watch television or to drive at night because I have, I guess it's called a stigmatism, stigmatism where you can see up close. Like I have no problem reading up close, but I cannot see uh, in the distance. But either way, man, I just do not like the way I feel out there. It's just, I'm just so nervous. I just know I will have forgotten something. And here's what's really funny. So I told you I I packed my sweet little uh, fanny pack. I mean, I, I looked uh, a mess out there. It was it was kind of funny. And um, for some reason, I didn't put my passport in my fanny pack. I had it, and I thought, it, I thought I left it at home. And my daughter, Abby, and I share this same characteristic, which is we will get more angry with ourselves than any, the wheels will just come flying off if we make a wrong turn when we're trying to get somewhere or we can't find something somewhere. So... Sweetheart, Abby, I hate to uh, rat you out like that, that you you received that characteristic from your dad, but we share that in common. We, the wheels will come off. A meltdown will ensue. I've gotten a little bit better, but it's taken me 47 years to do so. So anyway, Abby, sorry to uh, to let, let people in on your little secret, but I'm the wheels were about to come off because I couldn't find my freaking passport. I thought, there's no way you did this. You did not do this but it was in my coat pocket. It just wasn't in the fanny pack. So speaking of Abby, uh, if you all would, I would appreciate you um, sharing, sending her well wishes. Uh, the the goose, as I call her, she tore her ACL skiing. She's a student at the University of Colorado Boulder, and they were on a, a ski trip here not too long ago. And so I just returned from Boulder where took care of her during surgery, headed back up. Uh, next week to help her continue her early stages of rehab and man what an ordeal I mean it's a it's great it's it's a quick in and out surgery pretty much I think the whole process of getting her in and out was like six hours but dude those of you who have had torn ACLs God bless you that's that's no joke and so Abby get well soon all right so on this best Friday ever I thought I would talk about getting the best sleep Ever because it turns out that with regard to recovery and with regard to slowing the aging process and just overall better health functioning, better fasting, if you want to really 
kick your intermittent fasting into high gear. There are some techniques and tips and tricks that you can do to make that happen, but there is one thing that helps above all others, and it is good quality sleep. So let's talk about some good quality sleep hacks. Let's do this. Okay, so a lot of people wonder, how do you actually get a really good night's sleep? All right, so for the longest, the hack seemed to be reduce blue light. That means all the light on your screens, on your television, computers, just get all of that out. And that is an absolute good thing to do. The temperature, you want your temperature to be somewhere around 65 to 67 degrees, so relatively cool. That is something you want to do. You want to simulate being outside in sleeping in the cold because our ancestral body was made for it to get cooler at night. Our body temperature drops. We sleep deeper when we're in a cool environment, so make sure you get to school, but that's still not the number one thing. Okay, so then we thought, well, maybe, just maybe, it has to do with sound. Maybe it's certain sounds that we hear. None of those things, those are all great things to make sure that you reduce the sound, reduce the light, get proper lighting, get the room extra dark, get the room really cool, a weighted blanket to kind of keep you secure. These are all things and I hope you're taking note of them. They're all things that will, in fact, enhance your sleep as far as supplements. Melatonin. I've never taken melatonin for, for quality sleep, although there is a protocol I may start implementing simply because the older you get, the more important your sleep is. And the older you get, have you noticed that old people are usually up around 3.30 or 4 a.m.? It's nuts. They just don't sleep as much. Well, as a result, they age quicker, okay? So there is this point in the stage of your longevity that the, the, the train picks up speed on the aging, okay? So, and you have certain stages of your life where this really gets amplified somewhere. And then there, the first one happens around the time you're about 34 years old. The aging really starts to add up. Then the next one is 50, and then the next one is 70. And when you hit these kind of benchmarks, that's whenever the train really speeds up. So you have to take note of those time periods to make sure that you can start to really pull the brakes back on aging. And one of the things you've got to do is control your sleep. So as I get closer to 50 and hitting one of those marks where the train is going to speed up and my body's going to feel like it doesn't need as much sleep, I'm going to have to make or take some steps, rather, to make sure that I get really, really good quality sleep. So there are some hacks, one of which will entail some melatonin, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. The thing I want to talk about is the number one thing, it turns out, and this is from, to give credit where credit is due, the immunity code from Joel Green. This is a fantastic book. In my opinion, this is the textbook on longevity and proper eating to manage not only gut health and gut biome, but to battle excessive inflammation throughout the body. This is such a remarkable read. And here is what Joel has discovered in his some, I think, three decades. And Joel has become a friend and a mentor. I've actually had him on the show. Uh, if you have not listened to my episode with Joel Green, please go back and do that. The man is a wealth of knowledge. But here's what the number one thing above all else, 
And it's something we can all do to enhance our quality of sleep. Feeding patterns and sleep improvement. New science has is finally setting something of an ongoing settling something of an ongoing question about what is the most powerful factor that affects sleep. For a while it seemed like cycles of light, dark, light and dark were the big winner. More recently, research into food and metabolism has shown that diurnal, diurnal, diurnal cycles related to metabolism and food intake are the most powerful effectors of sleep cycles. The timekeepers Who's really in charge of sleep? Okay, the brain's master clock controlled by light and dark cycles. The organ clocks controlled by food and metabolism. The winner, food and metabolism. Metabolism and food intake are the most powerful input controls over sleep. And it's super easy to prove to yourself. At lunch, and this is true, at lunch in broad daylight, eat between three and 5,000 calories of whatever you want. Watch what happens. You will go to sleep. It doesn't matter that it's midday and light is everywhere. Conversely, do the signal amplification hack. Well, that's something else. Um, Key idea. Food patterns regulate sleep cycles more than any other factor. The knowledge that food can control sleep onset and sleep cycles gives us a very powerful tool to aid peak human sleep. New research with food pulses at night has shown different types of food inputs at night can help sleep. For example, a study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition and demonstrated it demonstrated that small, high glycemic index meals at night can help you fall asleep. We can use timing, meal size, and combinations of food to help regulate sleep. So what he goes on to recommend is this. If you're having trouble sleeping, then go get yourself a grilled cheese sandwich, but not any grilled cheese sandwich. This one needs to have sourdough bread, cheese, jalapenos, and a little bit of mustard. Sounds kind of delicious, especially since I'm still fast in a fasted state right now. When I say that, my stomach is like, dude, you need to go grab one of those. But I'm not trying to go to sleep right now. If you have trouble falling asleep, here's a dinner that will help you hack the problem. You can actually use this as part of the amplified fast as the dinner portion. So that's another thing that the immunity code tells you about is an amplified fast, which basically means taking your fast up a notch and using food to get you there. It is incredible science that I have implemented and dropped four percentage points off my body fat. So you may want to check it out. Give it a try and get a real uh, and get a feel for the power of food to induce and control sleep. All right, the what? The grilled cheese sandwich, the when, one or two hours before you go to bed. The how, sourdough, mustard, jalapenos on the inside. What makes this work are the timing and the functional elements of food. Sourdough bread helps ferment good bacteria while you sleep. A bit of mustard and jalapenos on the inside help increase metabolism. If you don't like jalapenos, you can leave those off. So here's the bottom line. If you just want to take one thing that Joel said in that protocol to enhance your peak sleep do this stop eating within two to three hours of bedtime i can tell you one of the single best things that i have done in recent history with regard to not just the intermittent fasting that has been very helpful you know i'm a big intermittent fast proponent but the part of the fast that i think has been one of the biggest helpers is to stop eating as early as possible and as early, because here's the thing. And here's, I love analogies. Analogies really help me out. If you will stop eating at the right time, your body is going to be doing things at night. It's either going to be digesting, burning energy for that. 
it's going if you've eaten something that's caused gut inflammation that you shouldn't have eaten some kind of bad stuff it's that it's going to be tackling that so what you want to do is you want to allow for your body to be in as restful state as possible so all the power and all the energy is going toward rejuvenation and restoration have you ever had your cell phone almost dead okay so you've got several options right you can either listen to a podcast you can either do some texting or you can save that energy for a phone call. You don't know. You're just, but you, you, you only have a certain few things and you know where you place that last bit of energy needs to be very critical. Well, why not look at your body at night as your phone recharging? And you want it to recharge as quickly and as effectively as possible. So you want to try to take, and that's one of the things that I do is I'll put my phone on low power or um, low power mode or on airplane mode. That way, all the energy that is going into my phone is going towards nothing but recharging. That's it. I don't want the energy dispersed anywhere else. So I'll either shut the phone completely off, put it on airplane mode, put it on low battery mode, whatever the case may be. I want that energy charging my phone and doing nothing else. That's what you want at night. You want a deep, deep sleep. And you want you don't want to waste your body's energy digesting, battling inflammation, any of these things. You want it doing nothing but repowering, recharging, regenerating. And there is no better time in your day for all of these things to happen. Hormone growth. If you're a guy, if you want to know how to jack your testosterone levels up, get amazing sleep. If you are sore after a workout, that's just inflammation. And the older we get, the older our blood gets, the older our muscle gets, there's all sorts of science behind these things. And Joel lists out a lot of, and I'm going to be doing this too. By the way, I'm going to be starting an immune-centric health course to train people and to teach people these amazing things that I'm learning. You can actually combat and blunt some of that early aging, and you can slow that aging process that I talked about before. Whenever you hit that 50 mark, especially if you're in your mid-50s and you start doing these things, this is an incredible benefit to you. You're not going to be able to reduce or you're not going to be able to reverse aging, but you can at least put off these big milestones of aging where the, the train really catches speed by doing just certain targeted things, one of which is getting really really good sleep. So I hope that you will, um, you'll absolutely do that. So that's just the hack of the day. And maybe I'll start doing that. Maybe we'll call that the best sleep ever. And I'll start doing like I do with improved sleep always and always improve, improve breathing always and always. Maybe that will be something that we, uh, we do now is, uh, in, you know, the best Friday ever, best sleep ever. So there you go. Go get some really, really good sleep. All right, folks. Well, that does it for the best Friday ever. Go get some good sleep, please. Well wishes to Abby. I hope she heals up better. Goose, I love you, and I will see you soon whenever I get back up in there to Colorado to take care of you. And, uh, hey, license, if you've got to get your driver's license renewed, make sure you have an updated passport. Make sure you have your old license that you're getting renewed with you. Make sure that you have 33 bones if you're in the state of Texas. I, I don't know if that's the same or roughly the same everywhere. I don't know. Um, you can make an appointment, do that online, get good sleep. If you want, if you want, here's one recipe for good sleep. 
two to three hours before you go to bed, sourdough bread, grilled cheese sandwich with jalapenos and a little bit of mustard. Then get the room cool, get it dark. Don't look at any screens two to three hours prior to going to sleep. Get a weighted blanket, get yourself all nestled in. Get some incredible sleep because this is what will, in fact, slow the aging process. It will boost your immune system and you will stay younger and healthier longer. So with that, I am going to sign off on yet another best Friday ever. I hope you do, in fact, have the best Friday ever. Thanks for tuning in to the Jason Wright Show. Hey, next Tuesday, it's a good one. We are going to talk to Josh Tomlin, Major League Baseball playing veteran. He breaks down a little bit about what's going on right now in the world of baseball, which kind of sucks because it looks like it's going to be a postponed season or at least a, a delayed season. We're going to talk to one of the veteran ball players about that. So until then, have a great weekend. Have the best Friday ever. Get some good sleep. I'm Jason. I'm out. <laughs>